What's up, guys? How you doing? It's Monday. Um, so it's Monday for you, but it's actually Tuesday over here. We're recording a week, you know, we're a week out on shows right now. Um, and I talked about it last Tuesday when I released the episode, but today we're just finding out about it. Um, and we're going to talk about it um, in detail here, but um, we, we just literally got word within the last 45 minutes that um, the world lost probably one of the greatest drummers of our generation in Joey Jordison, um, former Slipknot drummer, um, founder of the Murder Dolls, um, and so many other things. Um, and it's kind of fitting that I'm, we're, you know, the, this episode is happening now that I'm doing with the person I'm doing it with. Um, but, um, yeah, um, let's just hit the intro. We'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome everybody to Suck It. I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How are you doing today on this beautiful August 2nd? That is 2021. <sighs> um, we'll, we'll talk more about Joey with my guest. Um, but um, like I said, we, we're just now finding out about it today. So you guys have had a few days and almost a week to kind of deal with it. However, like I said, we literally just found out within the last hour. Um, so... You know, we're going to be talking about uh, talking about that, and then I still have two more interviews to do today, so you'll probably hear about it tomorrow and Wednesday as well. But um, it's a it's a huge loss for the the metal community um, in more of the ways than one. So we'll we'll definitely be talking about that and more. Um, but the show must go on, right? So tonight, my guest is a man that is playing day three of Blue Ridge Rock Fest. A man by the name of Awesome Ray Ray. Now, when I was doing some research for everybody and I was sending out all the emails, of everybody that I've emailed, this man hit me harder than everybody else. And let me tell you why. And I'm going to play the song here in a second. I'm going to play the little monologue that he does along with it. But February 23rd of this year, he had a suicide attempt. And um, as you guys know, over the last year and a half, I've talked about it a lot. I had a suicide attempt on a Feb on November 2nd, 2019. Actually, 2018. So we share something in common. It's not exactly the greatest thing in the world to share in common, but it's something that we do share. And i um, very proud and privileged to be able to talk to this man right now. So please, without any further ado, please welcome Awesome Ray Ray. 
What's going on, brother? How are you? Brother, um, I'm I'm moving, man. I'm moving forward. <laughs> you know, yes. there's some good moments and there's some not so good moments. But you know what, man? I'm here. You're here, and those that are watching or listening, you're also here. So, exactly. um, in spite of what things appear to be around you, um, it's a good thing that we're all here. So let's try to make yeah. the best of it. Especially when, within the last hour, like I just said, you know, we found out we lost somebody so integral in this, um, in the field we love to call music. Um, I'm, I'm literally sitting, you know, my work, my girlfriend's working. I'm sitting there watching Impractical Jokers, and I'm looking at my phone, scrolling through Facebook, and all of a sudden I just see somebody say, R.I.P. Joey. And I was like, what the fuck? And I immediately Googled it. I'm like, this got to be a prank. And I'll be damned. It was just like within two minutes, everybody was reporting it. And I was like, oh, that that hit hard, man. I mean, yeah, he's been kind of out of the scene for the last few years. Um, he did, I can't remember the, the project he did after, right after Slipknot because um, it didn't really last long. But between Murder Dolls and Slipknot, that man was so influential in this in the, the music community. Not just metal, but just music in general. So many people aspire to be as good of a drummer as he was and be able to pull off the things that he was able to do with a drum kit. And, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, regardless of whatever happened with Slipknot and happened with Slipknot, regardless of it all, you know, that man is going to be a legend, you know, for as long as... Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah. I mean... I agree. I agree 100%, man. Yeah, that would that one that one hit me hard. Um, that that reminds me a lot of back in what, two thousand nine when we lost uh, Paul Gray, or two thousand ten, yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that one brought a tear to my eye. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's. You know, we've lost now two members of Slipknot. You know, to death. Um, we don't know what happened with Joey. That hasn't been released yet. But you know, we know what happened with Paul. That was a drug overdose. But still, you know, just yeah, don't forget about Sean. Sean's daughter too. Oh my you god, know, I forgot about Sean's daughter. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, honestly, the way it's looking from the little bit of research that I did, it's looking like all all three of those were possibly accidental uh, overdose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, with, uh, with Joey, that's what they're kind of looking at, I believe. Yeah, the only thing that I that has been released at this point <clears throat> was I guess his mother was the one that released the statement that said he's died in his sleep overnight last night. Um, and that's really all she's saying, and please respect our wishes and you know, during this time and yeah. Um, but yeah, so it could be drug related, but he also claimed, you know, at the time of the slipknot release that he was sick. Um, dealing with like some, like, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but he was saying some type of like version of MS that was treatable, blah, 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 blah. Could it be related or could it be drug related? Who knows? But it, it's not even a time to speculate on that. It's just, we lost somebody amazing, you know? Yeah. And it sucks. It really just sucks. Oh yeah. I mean, as a drummer myself and you know, when I was a kid, when I was around like 12, 13, but not really started to blow up and it, just introduced me to a whole new world that I just always aspired to get to that that, that level. Man. Um, I yeah. remember always trying to practice some of his drum solos and stuff. Man. Really great guy and an amazing talent. 
Yeah. I mean, in the nineties, I was the, uh, the, the grunge kid. Um, and I, you know, I was Alice in Change and Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots. You know, I loved me some Pantera at the time, but I wasn't like hardcore metal. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. 99 when I was introduced to Slipknot that that all changed. My whole, <laughs> my whole outlook of music in 99 just changed when I, when I first heard the self-titled album. I was like, what is this amazing shit? Nine people wearing masks doing what on stage? I must enjoy this. And, you know, and he was a part of that, obviously. And, you know, he was one of the founding members, you know, um, you know, him and Sean just created this amazing fucking him, Sean and Paul, excuse me, you know, created this amazing thing that we still cherish to this day. Now, 20 some odd years later. And, you know, I'm going to go see them in October. I think um, looking at my girlfriend for confirmation um, in October. Um, and it's, you know, even though he hasn't been a part of the band in years and I've seen them with, you know, Jay, you know, since then it's going to be a different feeling this time. It's really going to be a different feeling knowing that we had lost him now. And, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of curious to see how the band proceeds too, because I haven't, I didn't see anything. The band hasn't released anything um, yet. Corey hasn't released anything as of yet, so I'm really kind of curious to see how they go with it and see if they do any dedications to him in the in the upcoming tour. Oh, I'm sure. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I mean, even though whatever happened happened, they were still brothers. They still loved each other, and I'm really, yeah. It just it sucks. Really, really does. But um, enough about the sad shit. Let's talk about more sad shit. Um, let's talk about you. Let's talk about you and I. Um, <laughs> um, so before I emailed you, um, I think it was yesterday. Um, scrolling through your Facebook page, I, I watched that video, and um, I listened to your little monologue before, and then I listened to the whole song. Um, dude, it brought it, it brought tears to my eye because the whole reason this show even exists is because of that right there. In 2018, on November 2nd, I almost drove off a cliff. And if it wasn't for, at the moment I'm driving off this cliff, the song Bad, uh, Ghost by Bad Flower came on the fucking radio on Octane. And I'm not a spiritual person. I am not a God-believing person. I am nothing like that. But somebody that day, whether it be my grandmother, whether it be fucking Lucifer, I don't know, put that song on that radio that moment and said, you're not dying today, motherfucker. And because of that, where music and mental health merge is the whole idea behind this show. And to see somebody else that lives and breathes by that is makes me motivated to continue on with the show even more. Absolutely, man. Dude, my hat's off to you. First off, thank you, man. Uh, First off, I'm glad you're here. You know, I have to lead with that more more so than anything else. Um, But yeah, man, uh, I'll be honest, man. Before um, 
before 2020, not to make light of those that struggle with mental health issues, you know, it wasn't it wasn't real to me in a sense. Like it was only a problem that happened with other people. Yeah. Right. Um, until you know it happened to me. Until I went experiencing you know losing my dad and uh, getting COVID. Man, I fought COVID. I had it bad for around 22 days. You know, there's hospitalizations involved. Nights where I honestly thought I was going to die, and I didn't realize that that, that played in a that played a role mentally. Going through all of that, and the stress, and putting my what was supposed to be the launch of my solo career in 2020 kind of didn't happen. The world stopped, um, and then leading up to the beginning of this year, you know, um, ending a, a relationship that I, I thought was going to be forever, and, and it crushed it crushed every little bit of survival that I had left. Um, so uh, it's interesting because I actually wrote therapy, the song that you're talking about, I actually wrote it a couple of years ago. I wrote it before actually going through what I went through, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I, I used other people's experiences and, and their lives. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'll talk about this. And then it, it kind of manifests <laughs> in a, in a weird way. And then once I got to live it, then I recorded it. Then it became really real. Yeah. Um, and I was really hesitant um, on even releasing it, to be honest with you, because I, I, I've always been a fan of kind of keeping your personal life personal for the most part. You know, you, know, we, you put out a little bit here and there, but I, I fought myself on it. And, uh, you know, I know that you said you're, like, you're not a spiritual person. You know, I, I absolutely am, but I don't knock those that aren't. Yeah. And I'm not going to try to shove that down your throat. I don't believe in that whatsoever, you know, but I, I will just speak and say that that, that faith literally would said, Hey, this, this needs to come out. Somebody needs to hear it. Yeah. Somebody needs to, it might, it might save a life. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and when I say I'm not a spiritual person, I'm not like a religious type person, but like when it comes to, I'm a big, you know, believer in Zodiacs and I'm a big believer in some of the, the non Bible stories and some of the other things that, you know, aren't regularly talked about that kind of stuff. I am a believer in. Um, so maybe that was, that, that's something to do with it that day. Um, you know, you know, but regardless of it all, something pulled me out of it and I'm thankful for it, you know? Absolutely, man. And, and, and I'm glad that you recognize that, you know, cause some people don't, you know, yeah, but it is a, it's an important issue to highlight, man, and especially you know us in, in the music world too. You know, um, not just fans, but also the musicians and entertainers and performers themselves. Man, we, we go through a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Clearly, like in our music, right? Yeah. But there's even so much more that we go through that people don't even know about. Um, and ever since I released the song, man, and people have been pouring out and reaching out and and. You know, I put in the monologue that this isn't for attention. This isn't for people to hit me up and say, hey, man, you know, I care about you. I'm thinking about you. Like, I appreciate that and I receive that. But I put that out there to highlight the issue for those that don't want to talk about it. For those that are, you know, your next door neighbor, your best friend, your coworker that's fighting it, you have no idea. Yeah. You know, it's, it's for those folks. But I know that, hey, you can get through it. You know, you can get through it. And it, it's, it is a constant battle. You know what I mean? Um, it's still pretty fresh with me. I mean, we're in August and, you know, things came to a head for me in February. It's still fresh. 
it's yeah. still fresh in my mind, in my heart, but I have to, I have to keep going. You know what I mean? And, and I believe, honestly, it's a fight that will last the rest of my life. But yeah. it, you have to manage it and learn how to work with it and eventually help others. You know, I'm a believer that what you're going through is not necessarily for you. It's for you to help somebody else in a way. I 100% agree with you on that. Um, because now, even almost three years later, you know, it's still fresh to me. You know, because I regularly talk about it on the show. Um, I, I hide nothing from my listeners, you know, and I've always prided myself on being as raw and open as possible. You know, the day my um, wife back in November told me she wanted a divorce, I was literally on the air saying, hey, guess what she did? She told me this morning, guys. That's me. I mean, I, I have no shits cared at all. Uh, it's just, this is who I am. Um, but that's why I do it like that, because I'm not here. Yeah. Talking about it is very therapeutic. You know, when I'm, especially when I meet somebody else that goes through similar stuff, it's very therapeutic. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but I could call my best friend and have that conversation too. But having this conversation with you and then putting it out for 50,000 people to download on a daily basis. Thank you guys very much for giving me that number. Um, you know, means more than anything else, because that means people care about the story. People care about the whole reason and how we're surviving on a daily basis and what they can do to take, what can they learn from these experiences? You know, over the last few years, especially in metal and rock, the, the whole idea of mental health and mental health awareness has been at the forefront. It really has, whether it's like I mentioned before with bad flower and ghost or the stuff that Ronnie Radke singing about in following in reverse or, you know, all the other things, you know, Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm does it too. You know, there's so many other, it's out there more so than any other topic right now in this, you know, in this genre. But then on top of that, other than a few select rappers or pop artists, metal is talking about it more than any other genre. And I'm like, why? Why? Oh, I know why. Because it's not the popular thing to talk about, so we're not going to talk about it over here. But over here, the unpopular genre, we're going to talk about the hell out of it because nobody cares what we say. That's what the record companies say, at least. But it's like they're making differences, and it, it shows. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with Ray, you cut out. You still there?
he's frozen on the screen. And he's gone. He'll be back. Now will be a good time to run the episode sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out BetterHelp.com slash SIPod. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful. I know mine is. Some days I question whether or not I want to get out of bed or hell. I question whether or not I even want to wake up. But thanks to BetterHelp, my days get a little bit easier. As someone who suffers from generalized anxiety disorder, PTSD, and bipolar disorder, I'm very thankful that I have BetterHelp on my side whenever I need them. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera you don't want to. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you may be able to gain. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Suck It Podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash SIPod. Kick your summer off in style with the brand that's reinventing men's basics, Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is so much more than just underwear. Their full collection includes t-shirts, polos, button-ups, shorts, pants, swims, and so much more. With light and breathable fabric technology, Mack Weldon keeps you cool and comfortable all summer. From work to working out, happy hour to playing with your kids, Mack Weldon has men's essentials for whatever your day includes. Dive into Mack Weldon's swim line with trunk and board short options that are quick to dry and have four-way stretch fabric. When on the golf course, Mack Weldon's dry knit t-shirt polo keeps you cool and dry all day long with moisture-wicking trans-dry technology. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash Suckit, all one word, Suckit, and enter promo code Suckit. That's MacWeldon.com slash Suckit, promo code Suckit, for 20% off MacWeldon, reinventing men's basics. All right, and we're back, and Ray, Ray Ray came back too, so we're all good there. Um, what were we talking about before we went to break, and your your phone died on you? Um, <laughs> we're talking about um, the mental health aspect oh, and how the rock and metal world correct, were yes. highlighting the issue, and some of the other genres maybe not as much. And not as much. No. I mentioned that if you listen to therapy, if you take a deep dive into it, the first thing you're going to recognize is what it's not a rock song not a metal song you know it's what not. i mean it's actually closer to the pop and hip-hop uh genre which um if you learn anything about me so far just by googling and listening i'm a multi-genre artist correct um when it comes down to mental health for me um there are no genres man they're just people and we're, we're all the same yeah we're all the same no matter if you strictly listen to like metalcore or hard rock or country or rap or bluegrass or r&b or oldies and funk man we are all human we are all people 
hundred percent. You know, not to sound like we are the world and old hands and sing kumbaya, but we all go through it, whether you you want to talk about it or not. You know, everybody's going through something or has been through something. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the the purpose of me me putting it out. And I, honestly, I wasn't going to perform it at Blue Ridge, um, but guess what? <laughs> I am absolutely going to perform that song at Blue Ridge because somebody there needs. Yeah, um, definitely, you know, and when you play that song, I, I will be front and center, man. Um, yeah, that, regardless of the genre, you know, um, when I find somebody that I like and listen to, I'm going to listen to the shit out of them. You know, um, I've never been the biggest rapper, pop guy, um, and I never will be. I mean, that's never, but... Um, when I find an artist that I enjoy to listen to, I will always, always, always enjoy listening to him. Hell, you know, I've even been, you know, known to, you know, bust out some Justin Timberlake every once in a while. You know, it's my guilty pleasure every <laughs> once in a while. Um, you know, he, he's a badass. I, that guy makes me laugh. So <laughs> I'll give him some credit on the on the music side, you know. For sure, for sure. Um, but, you know... You, man, like I said, when I was listening to that little monologue, I didn't know what I was going to expect. That was the first song I listened to you. Um, and um, then I started listening to some other stuff, and I was like, damn, this this guy's is all over the place, like you said. And I fucking love it. You know, I love, you know, whether it's an EP or LP or, or just an, a catalog of music by a band that you never know what you're going to ex- expect to get. You know what I'm saying? Like... A great example of that is Queen. You know what I'm saying? If you go back and watch Live Aid, you know, and just kind of get an idea of their, you know, if you were never the biggest Queen fan, but, you know, there's, you know, Pretty Little Thing Called Love, for example. That is as country as it gets. And that came out of a British fucking, you know, that that came out of Queen. But then they do things like Bohemian Rhapsody and, you know, Lady, you know, it's Lady Gaga, uh, Radio Gaga. And, you know, all these, it, it's all over the place. You never knew what you were going to get with with them. Um, and then take it to now, and I'm not making a comparison because there's no comparison to be made to Queen ever. But like a band like Ice Nine Kills, for example, with mm-hmm. with the Silver Scream. That literally engulfed every single genre of rock and metal, you know, in 13 songs. I love that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, you never knew what the next song was going to bring you. And mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, whether it's, you know, Queen or Ice Nine Kills or even some Slipknot albums pulled that off. Especially with songs like Snuff and Vermillion and all these oh other songs. God. Those are my favorites. <laughs> yeah. But then even going back to like... um um, Iowa with purity, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that, just, just that kind of stuff just tickles my balls in ways I can't even explain. <laughs> this gets me happy. Yeah. I mean, and, and as a, as a musician and one thing that, you know, because I, I've caught a little bit of flack, um, from some people that, you know, wanted to manage me or, uh, agents and stuff like that, trying to push me in a box, right? And I, and I understand that you can't be great at everything. I totally understand that. I respect that. But first and foremost, before you have genres, I am a musician. 
Yeah. Um, that's not just in the pop culture world, but even as a little kid and going through middle school, high school and college, you know, having a little bit of a classically trained background, I'm a musician. So even if there's a genre that I don't like, if I recognize that somebody's good at that genre, they're a good musician. Yeah. I might not like the music, but they're good. Like you referenced Justin Timberlake. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like him. But one thing you can't say is he's not a good vocalist and a good singer. You can't say he's not a good musician. You can't say it. It's it's there's a people that don't like certain rappers, you know. Lil Wayne, for example, there's some people that can't stand him. You can't say he's not a good rapper. Yeah. Can't say it. You you just you just don't have you happen to not like the genre, but so that's that's what I mean. Like I I'm a fan of good music. I'm a fan of musicians, you know. So yeah. um but that's what you get with Awesome Ray Ray. You're gonna get, you know, don't be surprised if I might, you know, in the future rock out a bluegrass record. You know, it just depends on how I'm feeling. But I will make sure that musically that song is in line and it's gonna be the best song that it can be. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, you know, again, really makes me happy to hear. You know, that you take it that passionately, you know, because you know, you know, going back to like like Justin Timberlake, for example, like you said, you know, the dude just doesn't know any bounds. You know, he might, and the thing about it is like he writes all of his songs on an acoustic guitar or piano and then says, here's the beat. Go ahead and make it into an electronic beat. And then he does that. And, and you know, that's how he writes the songs. And that's what I kind of the stuff I appreciate. The, the people that take okay. that time and are that meticulous with their craft, that is a... That is a strong, strong, you know, judge, you know, of who they are as a character person, you know, let alone a musician. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not trying to compare myself to any of those folks. Oh, but, no, 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 no. Yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, look at look at your Prince, your Michael Jackson, you know, like peel back the layers. Those guys like literally encompass every part of musicianship that, that they could in every aspect. You know what I mean? So and I think that's that's what it's about, man. That's yep. absolutely what it's about. You know, in the mid to late 80s, when I was, you know, growing up as a kid, um, Michael Jackson and Prince are what introduced me to music. You know, if it wasn't for those two, I would have never discovered Metallica. I would have never discovered Pantera or Pearl Jam or Stone Temple Pilots or Slipknot or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Who knows what mm-hmm. my path would have been? Hell, I, I could have ended up following my dad's path and loving the Statler brothers. I mean, fuck, you know, good old country Christian music right there. I mean, whatever. I mean, but you're 100% right. It's that musicianship. And that's what really, really set me off. I've told this story before, but like, I remember being six or seven years old when um, Thriller came out, um, mm-hmm. and, or maybe five. I don't remember how old I was, whenever it came out. But anyway, I remember watching it. I'll never forget this. This is one of my earliest members, memories as a kid, um, watching Thriller and not being scared by the zombies or the dancing or the, all the other stuff that should have scared Ooh. me as a five-year-old kid or six-year-old kid, whatever it was. I just remember being like amazed by what this guy was doing on my TV screen. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know? And I still just remember watching it. My mom's like, Derek, you shouldn't be watching this. Mom, I'm watching this. This is amazing. (laughs) And I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. I mean, and, um, 
you know, I was I was a fan of his until his death. You know, um, that same thing with Prince. You know, same thing. I mean, he was the one that introduced me to the guitar, and what you know style was and how to, to you know you could be whatever you wanted to be and you can get hot chicks. You know, that's that's what that's what Prince taught me. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when he died in 2016, man, oh that that hurt too. That hurt. Oh yeah, it did. Oh yes, it did. Still does. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know we've lost way too damn many musicians in the last fucking fifteen twenty years. Way too damn many. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Man. I it's agree one hundred percent. It's it's rough, you know, and and I think as well as uh, helping the fans and the listener but as a community musicians need to help each other as well you know yeah we need to sing to each other you know um rap to each other play to each other support each other you know especially again in the mental health in the mental awareness uh arena as well you know uh, drugs and alcohol and prescription meds whatever it is divorce whatever all of it and that's the thing too. I mean, if you look back at the, over the last fifty years, let's just go ahead and throw that number out there. Um, if you look at all the rock and metal deaths, a lot of them have been mental health, drug related, alcohol related. Um, there's been a bunch that haven't been, but I, I you know I can count on one hand just off the top of my head. You know, Prince, Michael Jackson, um, Janis Joplin, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Um, you know, I can continue to go on and on and on about, you know, deaths from, oh, Paul Gray. I just mentioned that earlier. You know, I mean, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. There's so many more, you know, and again, we're, it's not being talked about enough. It's not. And it's sad. You know, um, here's a great fucking example. You just mentioned it. Whitney fucking Houston. Not only did she die of drugs, but both of her fucking kids did too. And yep. what? And what is homeboy over there doing right now? Absolutely nothing. Bobby Brown hasn't said shit. Isn't advocating for anything. No, who knows what the fuck Bobby Brown is doing? Yeah. That is a prime example of what I'm talking about right here. He lost yeah, his wife true. and both of his kids to drugs and alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. One died the same way in a fucking bathtub as her fucking mom. And yet, Bobby Brown's sitting there, you know, oh, well, I guess it's my prerogative not to talk about it. But I'm bumped. Come on, that was, that was a horrible <laughs> joke. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I agree. It, it seems like it it could have been an anchor for him to reach out to the the music community. I mean, the world in general and say, yeah. hey, you know, this is what I just went through. You know, how can we do something about this? I mean, to my knowledge, I don't believe he has. I don't believe so either. You know, but, but I think that's a good lesson, though. And thank you for highlighting that. You know, like, like you said, like, it's not just one particular genre, man. It's everybody. It's, it's everybody one way or the other. You know, you got 
16 year olds out here where I live at in the Washington DC area in the suburbs, the captain of the lacrosse team passing away from drug overdoses, you know, mental health issues, kids hanging themselves. Like it's, it's rough, man. And, and I think everybody goes through something, even if it's not drugs and alcohol, yeah. it's something there's, there's something. Oh, absolutely. And we all have to discuss it. We all have to take a deeper dive into it. You know? and like I said, help each other. And I think part of releasing therapy, just to start the conversation because for so long I tried to pretend like I have blinders on. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's normal life. It's normal stress. Yeah, maybe, but that developed, you know, and I think especially, and I'm going to be real. And I've said this before in other interviews, but one being a musician two being black, which shit, we got to do a way better job. You know, in the African American community talk about mental health. Um, And then three being a man, you know, so mm-hmm. I have three things that get to me that, that try to keep it. Hey, you, you a dude, you black. You can't talk about that. Dude, depression is the real suicide is the real man. Blinders, you know, man up. You can't, you can't cry. You can't feel down. You know, you like, please, please. You just summed up exactly what I was, uh, what I was, you know, as a kid growing up in the nineties, you know, it was definitely mm-hmm. something that I was not allowed to talk about, you know, um, and that's actually where the name of the show comes from. So when I was growing up in the 90s, a depressed kid, I was always told to suck it up. Just move on. Suck it up. Move on. Man up. Suck it up. You're fine. Push it down. Yeah, exactly. Now it's just like, you know what? Fuck you. Suck it. You don't know what the hell I'm dealing with. Don't tell me to suck it up. I, what, what exactly is the definition of being a man? Please tell me what it means to man up. Please explain that to me. And that's, you know, so you're 100% right. Most people don't understand and if you do understand, hats off to you, what it's like to be a man with mental illness. It, it, you know, everyone always says, you know, especially to me, oh, you're a white male, you know, what the fuck do you know about struggle? I'm a, I'm a male that deals with mental illness. I know what it's like to struggle. I was told by my grandfather at one point, that's what whiskey's for. You know, I was told to, you know, suck it up. There's nothing wrong with you. Men don't get, that's for girls. You know, stuff like that. It's like, um, okay. And then in 2018, you know, you, you said you lost your father. I almost lost my father in 2018 right before my suicide attempt. He had a massive stroke. Um, luckily, he's recovered and he's all fully functioning again. But, you know, that yeah, coupled with a bunch of other things that were going on in my life at the time led to my suicide attempt. And um, and when I even when I came back to work, because I had to take a couple months off. Even when I came back to work, um, you know, my boss was like, "You're you're making ants, you know, mole, you know, mountains out of molehills. You're you, you're you don't know what you're talking about. Just get back to work, and once you get back to work, you'll feel better again." Nine months later, I'm no longer at that job, you know, <laughs> because I, they didn't even uh, a huge corporation that I was working for at the time made me realize that. Nobody gives a fuck about mental health in this country. And it wasn't until after I left that job and started this show that my whole life changed. And now it's like, yes, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's something that you've got to grasp. It's something that, you know, you're taking the power in your own hands by doing what you're doing. I'm taking the power into my own hands by doing what I'm doing. I wish millions of other people would do the same fucking thing really do absolutely we got to encourage 
you know. Like I said, I'm I'm huge on the on the faith based spectrum, but that doesn't mean that I can't try to help others that, that might not necessarily be. You know what I mean? I believe help is help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 100%. It, yeah. That, that's yeah. we have to take care of each other. You know what I mean? And um yeah, dude, I, I totally understand, man. And and I know with the work thing, I think part of what really pushed me down into that dark place after my dad passed away last year is I didn't handle that well at all as far as taking the time. I didn't understand that you got to take time to process and mourn. I didn't do that. I worked my behind off. Like when I tell you I put in more hours uh, at my job at that time in 2020 um, than I'd ever worked in a year my entire life. Like I worked relentlessly to keep myself busy. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize that that's actually a pretty big telltale sign when somebody's dealing with mental health or depression or anxiety or they're dealing with those issues. Yep. A way to avoid it is to stay super busy, yep. especially men. We stay busy. You know yep. what I mean? And I worked my behind off and me working so much. I mean, the music career went on the back burner. Relationships kind of went on the back burner, you know, and, and it just it all it all came to a head. And um, I just think that's important to highlight. So we got to take our time, you know, go through the motions. You know, you're allowed to feel what you're feeling, you know, um, but you got to you got to start addressing it, dive into it. Just at the very least, just start the conversation. You know, just have a talk. You got a friend that you feel like they're going through it. You don't have to pry into their business. But you're like, hey, man, you ever want to talk, man? I went through some stuff at this point in my life, man, and seems like you might be going through something too i'm here if you want to just cry cry i don't care i'm not going to judge you for it yeah so you're you're not wrong brother you're not wrong at all um damn what a fucking day to have this conversation too um yeah, yeah man heavy day heavy, heavy day. day heavy day um but you know we're, we're about 45 minutes from each other. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, uh, Leesburg, so not too far. Ah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too, there once again. I'm not that far from you. Um, we'll have to get together before the show and go get a beer. Um, sounds like a good idea. Sounds like a plan. Um, but, uh, you're not wrong, man. You're, yeah, this is a tough day. But you know what? Music's getting ready to start back up again. We got Blue Ridge Fest coming up soon. Um, and it's going to be a hell of a fucking day. You know, um, you're the first person from day three that I'm talking to. So I finally get to announce you know some other different bands for the, for the first time in days. Um, so for those of you going, you're in luck. For those of you who do not have tickets yet, Sorry, you're shit out of luck. 160,000 tickets sold out. So for those of you that will be there on that day to get to see Mr. Ray Ray here on day three, that is going to have Five Finger Death Punch, Megadeth, Lamb of God, Seether, Cypress Fucking Hill, Theory of a Dead Damn. Man, Theory of a Dead Man, Trivium, Body Count, fucking Ice Tea, damn it, um, Bear Tooth, yes, sir. Wage War, Avatar, I don't know who Jelly Roll is, but we'll go with it. Uh, Bad Flower. Oh, Jelly Roll. My man. <laughs> really? I, I have to research. Yeah. I've heard a lot about him. I have to do some research. 
Um, Bad Flower, In Flames, Ten Years, All That Remains, Corrosion of Conformity, Escape the Fate. Um, that was Ronnie Radke's original band. Uh, so many freaking, so many. Oh, that's such a good day, too. I can't decide which oh, day is yeah. my favorite. I don't think I have a favorite. It's gonna be amazing. I just know I'll be fronting. I'll be fronting center when uh, when when my boys and Limp Biscuit take the stage, man. Um, I don't know if you listen to my song on the run, but uh, I was actually in L.A. when I recorded that song, and as I was walking in the studio, um, their DJ um, was actually coming out. Him and his wife were coming out. Oh, nice. I'll be honest, man. Like I've been trying to work on not getting starstruck, but like I couldn't even say hi because I was just so stuck. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this will be the first show that I've been at since I started my show because um, I started it right just right before the pandemic started, and you know, yeah. So. A lot of these bands that I'm going to be talking to while at the show will be the first time I've had face-to-face conversations with them. Um, mm-hmm. And especially once when I get to talk to some of the bigger ones, that whole starstruck thing is going to be like, uh, uh, um, you know, I, and I pride myself on not being the guy that asks the typical questions. I, I never right. do. I don't script anything. It is 100% off-the-cuff conversational. You know, I got an email mm-hmm. the other day from Kat Von D's people. And they were like, can you give us three sample questions before, you, we, before we set up this interview? I'm like, I don't have sample questions. Um, I, I, it's a conversation. It's whatever happens, happens. I, I don't know what you want me to say. And so, like, yeah, it's going to be like, I, I'm going to stutter. I'm going to be like, I, plus I'm going to have to probably stop my girlfriend, who's my photographer, you know, from fangirling as well. I'm like, babe, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Well, it's funny, man, because like I've been going to concerts since you know I was a little kid, and um, my mom was a police officer for thirty years in Washington D.C., and she got me into some some VIPs and some green rooms that ordinarily most people wouldn't get access to. So I, I kind of got to be around some more famous folk early on, and then obviously with my old band, you're the locust. We toured with a bunch of national guys, so the starstruck thing kind of has you know. Like, all right, I've gotten kind of used to it, but there's there's that once in a while, you know, where uh, John Cena recently followed me and retweeted me on um, on Twitter, and it I, I was stuck. I was like, oh, oh shit, because <laughs> I did a drum cover to his theme song. They got like over eighty thousand views, and he followed me and liked it. And I was like, ah. you know, so it That's does happen. awesome. It, it happens, man. That's cool as shit. I didn't see that. That's cool as shit. Yeah, man. Gotta love John Cena. He's a great dude, man. I've met him before. Um, he is a great dude. Um, one of the most genuine people I've ever fucking met. Um, so yeah, but it, you know, like you know, Star Trek thing, you know, for me is like you know, it's it's kind of like you said, it's kind of old news, but at the same time, back when I was doing it, you know, because I was um, I used to do some uh, promotion promotional stuff for Roadrunner, so I got to hang out with a lot of those bands doing backstage stuff after I did some stuff with them and you know I was also a professional wrestler for 15 years so I got to meet a lot of different people you know so I, I did a lot of cool things but that was all in my previous life that was all pre 2015 and mm-hmm. from like 2015 to now it's you know it's been completely different 
And, you know, like I said, it's been a little over a year and a half that I started this show, 230 some odd episodes later, you know, talking to people face to face like this. And I've had, I've had some huge acts on the show, never been starstruck, <laughs> but now it's like, oh, I'm going to be in front of them face to face. It's going to be different. <laughs> hey, you got to, you got to, you got to prep yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, but and, I think yeah. just being genuine, taking a deep breath and understanding that, you know, they're people too. We're people too. Yeah. You know, and rock with it from there. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I know is going to happen and I'm already prepared for it is when I get it, um, if I get the opportunity, which I know I will, um, to sit down with Josh from bad flower, <laughs> I'm going to break down into fucking tears. I mean, I know that for a fact. I'm going to walk up to the man, give him a giant fucking hug, say thank you, and break out into tears and then try to conduct an interview with the man. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know that's coming. I, I know that is coming. Um, because literally that song <laughs> saved my life. So, you know, being able to tell him that, I'm sure is going to mean the world to him too. So, Absolutely, man. And it's, it's good to see it all come full circle. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's a good reason why a lot of us do it. You know, we, we write because we're in a certain place and we got to get it out. And to see that it helps people and to get that reciprocated, it's not to stroke our ego. You know what I mean? At least for me, let me speak for me. Yeah. Uh, not to stroke yeah. my ego, but it really does does bring me joy and, and happiness. You know, I got a, a message from a from a fan the other day, um, and she's like, "Hey, I just randomly stumbled upon your song therapy." She broke down and like wrote this huge thing and sent me a video of her talking about stuff and I broke down too and I was like, dude, I just released this song like literally like a month and change ago and it's to see that see it have that impact and come full circle because there are songs for certain artists that, that have done that for me. You know what I mean? Like I know you said you don't know a lot about Jelly Roll. He's got a song called Save Me, an acoustic song, and he did it in the studio like a live video. And when I tell you that song broke me all the way down, it, it touched my soul. And that's, that's huge. That's important. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna listen to that. that. I'm going to have to listen to that after this interview. Yeah, man. It's, you know, and he's had, he's had some, and I could talk about this because he puts it out there in great respect, but he's had struggle with addiction, alcohol, drugs, and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of that's intertwined in music. And I, I just think that's very important. That 100% is. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, so let's go ahead and do this. Let's go ahead and um, close the show out um, tonight by playing the song Therapy um, for those listening to the podcast. For those of you watching this on YouTube or Facebook after I post a video, sorry, you're in front of your computer or your fucking phone. Go to his Facebook page, go to YouTube, whatever, and watch it yourself. But for those who have the listening pleasure of being inside of your car at this moment, I'm going to play that song for you right now. On February 23rd, 2021, I decided that I was going to take my own life. Over the last year and a half, I became a person that I hated. I went through several crushing circumstances that ate away at me. I became severely depressed and developed self-hatred. Leading into 2021, I lost loved ones and other relationships that I thought I would never live without. I came to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. And despite those that loved me, I wanted to end it. I thank God that he reached down and said to me, I'm not done with you, Rayshon. 
I checked myself into a mental health center and I received help. Although it's a continuing process, I'll always remember where I was to help me get where I'm going. Ray Sean, awesome Ray Ray Green, April 18th, 1988 to February 23rd, 2021. Rebirth date, February 24th, 2021. Take another second and breathe What's inside of you Is inside of me Therapy And I think I need to take another second to breathe What's inside of you Is inside of me in the morning, heart racing fast, no yawning, looking at the circles in the ceiling, trying to describe this feeling, man, normally I am the cool one, maybe I should go full cool run, brain telling myself you're a full son, reach for the tool, no good, bruh, dancing around this stick, but they say raise a real go-getter, but lately I am not, go figure, circumstance could be a real killer, please don't judge me, boy, it's ugly, fuck, just hug me, love one screaming. song amazing human being dude i cannot wait to meet you face to face um like i said you and i are gonna have to hook up before that show um sometime in the near future 
We're going to have to go get a beer together, whether it's in D.C. or my side of town or somewhere in the middle. I don't give a fuck. We can go to Sterling and meet at Crooked Run for all I care. Um, do it. You know, I don't care at this point. But, dude, you and I need to ha- hang out. And um, and I can't wait to see you perform live in uh, September. Thank you, man. I got a great group of brothers that are going to be supporting me. Uh, this is going to be my backing band. So uh, my former lead singer from my old band is going to be be rocking out there one of my best friends that i grew up with uh an amazing dj uh out of austin texas is going to be back and so it's going to be a great time and i can't stress this enough of how thankful and uh and blessed i am to even be here to share my story to be here on, on this show with you man i'm so humbled and grateful man and you know i will always be sending prayers and good vibes your way and all your listeners did I, I, you know, again, I appreciate that. Thank you. I really, truly do. Um, but again, yeah, dude, you are a truly remarkable human and I'm so glad that we have met. But um, guys, again, if you have your tickets to Blue Ridge, you are in luck. You are in for a treat with this man. You just heard the song. Um you're going to see that be able to perform live and check out all his other, his other catalog stuff. It's amazing stuff. Um, don't miss out on that performance. Don't miss out on these smaller bands, these smaller individuals. Don't miss out on them. You do not know what you're going to miss. Um, you don't know whether or not they suck or you're going to love them until you see them live. You know, that is the honest to God truth. You don't, you might walk away with him being your new favorite act after that day. Um, so check him out. On a 20-year anniversary of September 11th, um, 2021, um, performing day three on that Saturday at Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Brother, again, thank you. Thank you, man. And for everybody else, come back again tomorrow with the band Nash, who is also playing day three. But until then, everybody stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. We will see you guys later. Peace. Hey, thank you, man.